Okay, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Gridiron Bliss. This is Emar Silver Two, and we're going to recap the past week in the NFL season. As always, follow everything that we do. Go to the mothership to sportsinquire.net, premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Inquire. That's all one word. And then finally, subscribe to our audio and video hosts, such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Do a search for us under the Sports Inquirer, and you'll be able to keep track of everything that we have going on. So week 12 of the NFL season just took place. We got through our Thanksgiving Day games, and this is kind of the point of the season where you can look at the standings and really have a reflection of where teams are. And we already know teams that are going to be in the playoffs, like in Arizona or New England, uh, uh, probably a, a Tennessee. And I'll say Dallas as well, just based on the division they're in, Green Bay. We also know teams that are not going to be in the playoffs just by how bad they are. You're looking at the the Lions, the Jaguars, I would say the Jets, uh, things along those lines. But the middle of the the seat, the middle of the the pack is very wide open. And you look at these results. I would say there are only about maybe five or six NFL teams we know are definitely not going to be playoff teams. And we're still we're pretty late into the season, so it's very intriguing to see what's going on there. Uh, but just based on what we saw this past week, we had two games go into game-winning field goals as time expired, including Chicago and Las Vegas on those Thanksgiving games. There have been 25 games decided by a game-winning score on a final play of the season. Uh, which is the most through the first 12 weeks of a season in NFL history, which means that we're seeing a lot of close contests. We also have had 40 contests with a game-winning score in a final two minutes of regulation or overtime. Only 2003 and 2015 seasons saw more than 40 games with game-winning scores in those final two minutes. So once again, very competitive uh, action we saw going on. Yes, going over the Thanksgiving contest, Chicago defeated Detroit 16-14. to I honestly didn't watch too much of this contest. I was traveling to my family and everything like that. Uh, but Chicago got the win. That's a good thing. Detroit continues to play hard. And I know it's the NFL and there aren't style points or uh, pats on the back for a job well done when you lose. Uh, but Detroit has been very competitive throughout this entire season. I think they'll end up getting a win at some point this year, uh, but it just has not happened for them. Las Vegas defeated Dallas 36-33. I don't want to hear anything about Dallas and excuses about not having Amari Cooper starting the contest and then CeeDee Lamb not being available as well. Gallup had a lot of scoring opportunities. You look at the, the Raiders, no Carl Nassib, probably their best defender, no Darren Waller. Probably the best player on the entire team, their, their star tight end. And the Raiders are still able to come back, come and win that contest. It's weird. I don't think that Dak Prescott played a bad game. He led the team to several scoring drives at the end of regulation to set up some winning opportunities. But Dallas's defense, who the first half of the season was looking like one of the top two or three units in the NFL, they have regressed, and it's weird because they probably have the defensive rookie of the year in uh, Michael Parsons. Some are touting him as the defensive player of the year. He might be. He's in a conversation. You got to give him that. And you have uh, Diggs as well. He's going to be an all-pro 
a cornerback. Some are saying he isn't running for defensive player of the year, and yet their defense is not very good over the past few weeks. Uh, but Dallas has some issues. I think they'll still win the division. I know Washington won their contest last night over Seattle 17-15, to uh, but I think that Dallas is still in line to win the division. Buffalo defeated New Orleans 31-6. to the Bills, I still, they're, well, they're my Super Bowl, not only are they Super Bowl, Super Bowl pick, but, well, we reached the AFC, represent the AFC, but to win the entire Super Bowl, uh, or win the championship, I think they're, and they're finding their way, slowly but surely. Still have two matchups against New England, including this upcoming Sunday, so I think they're still in line to win the division, and to make a long playoff run, but that was a solid win over a, a Saints team that, was without Jameis Winston. Uh, Trevor Simeon is not the answer at quarterback. I say just put Taysom Hill in there. You're, you're paying him all that money. He's been in your system for years. It's put up a shut-up time when it comes to Taysom Hill and if he's going to be your quarterback of the present and the future. Uh, but big win for Buffalo You know, on Thursday night uh, just to keep pace with the Patriots. And we'll get to the Monday night game because I just mentioned it. Washington did defeat Seattle 17-15. to that's it. Uh, Taylor Haneke, he's a nice story. Uh, he's from the state of Georgia, went to Grayson High School and everything like that. But I, I don't think Washington just has enough to uh, to keep up with them. And they still have two games with Dallas, including the first one this upcoming week, uh, week 14 uh, at Washington. Uh, so it, it's a very interesting, excuse me, week 13, actually week 14, two weeks from now. I take that back. Yeah, but they still have two matchups against Dallas. So if they win those contests, they could put themselves in championship contention, at least for the NFC East. Uh, but still, good win for them. Seattle, lost season. You know, you just look at the talent on both sides of the ball. You know, Russell Wilson, something has to give at this offseason. I don't know if it's Pete Carroll retiring or moving on or if Russell Wilson gets his move to another organization. Uh, but this, this setup, what they have right now, it's not working and losing at Washington in that fashion to only, and only have three wins so far this season, not a good situation for the Seahawks. Green Bay defeated the Rams 36 to 28. Aaron Rodgers, 370 passing yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, 97.2 passer rating uh, in the victory. And that's the 60th career game with at least 300 passing yards and two TDs. So he's only other men with more the of those type performances. Drew Brees with the all-time record at 97, followed by Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So Aaron Rodgers enters an interesting club of the 300-yard passing and a two touchdown passes, passing yards and two touchdowns in a, in a contest. I think Green Bay is the best team in the NFC. Well, one, I picked them to represent NFC in the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl is Green Bay and Buffalo, so I'm looking pretty good so far, especially on the Green Bay side. Uh, but I think also you look at the physicality on both sides of the line. Yes, Rodgers are throwing for 300 yards a contest, but they're also running the ball with behind Dillon, and they'll get Aaron Jones eventually, and he'll you know he'll he'll ground round in the form. We already know about Devonta Adams and the outside options there. Uh, they're also playing solid defense. They held the Rams 28 points. You say, wow, that's a lot of points to give up and a win. But still, solid defense for the Packers. And we all know that when Aaron Rodgers has a just a top 10 type defense, they usually do some very good things. So that was a big win for the Packers 
as they defeated the Rams. Baltimore defeated Cleveland 16-10. Lamar Jackson, four interceptions, still got a victory. He had a few good plays there to uh, just get the victory, but it really is more about the Cleveland side. And the Baker Mayfield situation, I, look, he's a very polarizing figure. Some, and he, he's talked about a lot on the national sports scene because he is a polarizing figure. I, I just think he's an average quarterback. Is he a, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league? No, but he's not one of the top quarterbacks. And the reality is, is that he is just average. That's what he is. And you look at that, that team, good offensive line, good running backs, solid receivers, defensively good front seven i mean they have they should be leading that division or be right up there with cincinnati and baltimore and the scary part is they may finish last in that division and we'll look with mayfield the apologist i know about the torn labrum and the shoulder issues on his left side now he has i guess a knee and an ankle look all that look if you step on the field i don't hear any injury excuses or reasons for you not performing as well as you should be. Uh, once you play, on, once you step on the field, you gotta compete uh, to the best of your ability. So I'm not gonna say that. Well, oh, because of these injuries or these issues, he's not playing as well as he's supposed to. One, you step on the field, you play. And two, it's not like he was putting up Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers type numbers before these injuries started creeping up. He's been average for his entire career. He had a nice stretch last year. Got to 11 games. Yes, they made a playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Won their first playoff game in 25-plus years. Winning at Pittsburgh, which was a nice little added bonus to it. So that's good. Those are good things. But that was last year. This year, he has not been consistent and not producing at a high level. And that's why the Browns are going to be a middling 500 team. But you also have to look at the rest of that division, including Cincinnati. They defeated Pittsburgh 41 to 10. Joe Mixon, 165 yards rushing and two touchdowns in the victory. Became the first player since Steven Jackson back in 2006 with at least two touchdowns in four consecutive games. Uh, he has been a, a tremendous performer uh, for the, the Bengals at the running back position. And you got to look at the Bengals as a viable playoff team. I know they had that really bad loss at the New York Jets a few weeks ago, and that's no excuse for that. Uh, but they are right there in contention for the division title. We've seen them go to Baltimore already this year and handle the Ravens pretty handily. They got that matchup, that return match coming up. So that's a really good spot for the Bengals to be in. And in Pittsburgh, yeah, rebuild time for the Steelers. And defensively, and now that T.J. Watt is dealing with another injury now, so we don't know what his health status is. Uh, but even with or without him, too many points given up by Steelers this season. And then offensively, Roethlisberger just does not have the ability to push the ball down the field, and that's really hampered the Steelers' offense. So they have a lot to work on. Sneaky good game coming into last week, and it turned out to be a pretty decent contest. Tampa was able to win at Indianapolis. 38 to 31. Tom Brady had a TD pass and Leonard Fournette had four total touchdowns in the contest, three rushing and one receiving. Uh, Rob Gronkowski came back and had seven catches for 123 yards for the Bucks in the victory. 
So that gave Tom Brady 30 touchdown passes this season. So he has had nine seasons with at least 30 TD passes. Uh, he joins Brett Favre and Peyton Manning uh, for that mark. Only trails Drew Brees, with who had 10 30-plus touchdown passing seasons. That sounds right. Yes. Uh, so he had a big day, a big day as well. And I said Gronkowski, big with 123 uh, yards, you know, in, in the contest. 30th career game with at least 100 receiving yards. So only Tony Gonzalez has more than Gronkowski. He has 31. And he had those in his career. So Gronkowski is one away from tying Gonzalez for the most 100 receiving yard games for a tight end. Uh, so a big day for him, Lynette and, and Fournette. As I said, those four touchdowns, a big part of the victory for the the Bucks, who have found themselves kind of in a, once again for a defending Super Bowl champion, and with Tom Brady on your roster, pretty quiet season for the Bucks. A lot of talk has gone to the Packers, says the Cowboys, you know, just all these different teams, but you're not hearing too much about the Bucks, and I think that's what they like to see. Uh, so very interesting to see what happens with Tampa for the rest of the season. I was doubtful about New England coming into the year because they made had a wholesale changes on their roster. Cam Newton was the incumbent starting quarterback, and they drafted Mac Jones. You didn't know what to expect from them coming into the season. But New England may be the best team in the AFC, and they put a stomping on the Tennessee Titans, 36-13. to Mac Jones, as I mentioned, a rookie quarterback out of Alabama, 300 yards passing in the victory, very efficient. He doesn't turn the ball over, fits within the system, and just a, a major performance by the, the Patriots. Also, C.J. Jackson, the defensive back for the Pats, had his seventh interception of the season and forced a fumble in the contest. So he has 24 career interceptions uh, so far in his career through his first four seasons. Only other guys with more interceptions or 24 or more through their first four seasons, Hall of Famer Kenny Easley, who has 24, and Richard Sherman, who is going to be in the Hall of Fame when he retires. They each have 24 in their career through their first four seasons. Only Lester Hayes, who should be a Hall of Famer, and Everson Walls, who can make a case as a Hall of Famer as well. Each of them had 25 interceptions in their first four seasons. So just a major uh, big, major contributor for the Pats as a, at the defensive end. Uh, so but just a big force right in New England, keeping pace with the Bills. And as I said, when you got to give credit to Belichick as well, he's already one of the top coaches of all time. Look, I know about Paul Brown and Lombardi and, and uh, Bill Walsh. You go down the list of all the Alzheimer's, the benchmark coaches in the NFL history. He's right there with them. He's showing that he can win without Tom Brady, and Brady is showing that he can win without Belichick. Now, those two are the greatest combination of all time. Apologies to Lombardi and Bart Starr and Walsh and Joe Montana, but they were the greatest combination of coach and quarterback of all time. And But those two guys, and they're on their separate ways, and they're proving that they are maybe the best at their respective positions in history. Miami defeated Carolina 33-10. to uh, Tua had uh, 27 of 31, 230 passing yards and one TD in the contest. Big performance for him. Xavier Howard had an interception for the Dolphins as well. You know, it's just the and Cam Newton. 
Look, it's just a lot for him to come back. I know he's with the with the Panthers before, but new head coach. It's not the same. He's not coming back. He came back home, but it's a different home. And multiple interceptions, benched in the fourth quarter. You're going to have highs and lows with Newton, and this was a low. I think he's. they're going to have to play him the rest of the season because you make that commitment to him. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, just not a good performance by Newton for the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey out for the season with another leg injury. You got to wonder if he is just going to be the potential guy that we've seen uh, in the first few years of his career. He just can't stay on the field. Uh, very unfortunate for him. The Giants defeated the, the Eagles 13-7. to That was an NFL contest. Atlanta defeated Jacksonville 21-14. to Atlanta, good win for them, but it, the, once again, similar to the Giants, NFL contest took place. The Jets defeated the uh, Texans 21-14. to That was pretty much what it was. Denver, 28-13 victory over the Chargers. Denver's finding himself in the playoff position. Very interesting there. Patrick Sertain had two interceptions in the contest, including one return for a touchdown in the victory. So a big day for him on that end. Uh, you know, so Justin Herbert, 303 passing yards and two touchdowns in the contest, but also several turnovers. Uh, just a tough day for him in the office. San Francisco defeated Minnesota 34-26. to Devo Samuel, 66 rushing yards and two touchdowns in the victory. Uh, so big performance for him uh, for the 49ers who are kind of lurking in the playoff picture. Minnesota really could have used that win uh, to keep, put them, keep themselves in a strong position. Uh, and that concludes this edition of the, of the Gridiron Blitz, recapping all things in the NFL from Week 12. As always, to follow everything that we do, go to the mothership to sportsinquire.net, premier siphon news and notes in the world of sports. You can also head to our social media platforms on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Sports Inquire. And then finally, you can go to our audio and video host uh, on various platforms such as YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Do a search for it there under the Sports Inquire, and you'll be able to find us. Until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.